Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Drew Sterrett. Drew, are you ready to do this? Absolutely. All right, let's go. Drew is the co-founder and CEO of Lex, their company democratizing the commercial real estate market, the first company to securitize a building in New York City via IPO and now trading on the secondary market. Drew, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Uh, thank you so much for having me, George. Uh, I would say on the personal life front, I'm very grateful for having supportive friends, family, and girlfriend, and also my one-year-old puppy, since they put up with me working 24-7. So the work-life balance isn't always there, but it's great to have a support network. What kind Uh, of dog do you have? uh, Half Cocker Spaniel, half Poodle, hypoallergenic, does not shed, which is a very key aspect to not having to clean the apartment every single day. (laughs) Nice. Tell us a little bit more about Lex. Uh, So Lex is the first commercial real estate securities market. We allow owners to access liquidity in the capital markets and allow investors for the first time to actually own commercial real estate directly, be able to buy, sell, and trade it at any point in time, and really enable and empower wealth creation and actual access to the oldest and largest asset class in the world. So it's exciting what we're doing here. So disrupting a $20 trillion domestic industry um, for the first time ever. Now, was it hard to be first? Did I have uh, other people tried before? There's a reason why it hadn't been accomplished before. It was extremely difficult. It took four over four years of like building the infrastructure and putting all the pieces together. Um, there are a lot easier ways to make money quickly. So, uh, buying real estate is one of them. <laughs> Who, who did you have to deal with? I'm sure you had to deal with the SEC, but who else? SEC, FINRA, commercial real estate owners, which is commercial real estate is the slowest moving industry out there. And then on the other side, we were dealing with financial services, which are the major banks, financial institutions, which are usually thought of as slow, but are actually even quicker than commercial real estate owners. So we were dealing with the government and then two very large slow moving bodies that are not used to immediate change. Um, So actually COVID sort of threw a wrench in it for our benefit, sort of waking up all the industries and saying, hey, maybe we should reevaluate and actually gave us a large opening to sort of tap in and actually educate the market on something brand new. Nice. So we talk a lot about, for better or for worse, NFTs and tokenization. How is this similar? How is it different? Is it that? So actually, it's really interesting, right? When you look at security tokens and NFTs, so from a fundamental perspective, right, it's a decentralized asset in some way, shape, or form. Uh, If it's an NFT, it's slightly more obscure, so I'll stick with security tokens. But even our traditional assets, right, that are buy, sell, and trade, they can also go on the blockchain, and we are incorporating that right now as we speak. But these are traditional securities fundamentally where they are registered with the DTCC, QCIT, have a ticker symbol, can be held in any brokerage account, but it actually has the ability to sort of have cross-functionality and also enter the Web3 world that we are now currently living in and it seems to be booming. Yeah. So 
how did you pull this off? Is it that you're extremely stubborn? Is it that you're really, really smart? Is it that you're hardworking? You're just lucky? What is it? Uh, a, a little column A, B, C, and D. <laughs> Absolutely. No, all of, all of the factors come into play here. Um, and I won't give it up for later, but the little tip uh, at the end on the difference maker is uh, I would say it comes down to all, all of the categories you just named because uh, very lucky and blessed to be here today. And what, what, what is your background? My background is actually in real estate, private equity. I also worked on Capitol Hill and public policy. So I guess I'm used to large institutions taking a really long time to deal with anything. Uh, yeah, a little, a little bit of everything. But my background actually was in real estate, private equity, structuring these deals, didn't have the ability to invest directly since the a the minimums were very high so i didn't have that capital and also b if i was going into a deal it's bad diversification to put all your eggs in one basket so it's more like okay how do we have the largest asset class in the world no public and liquid market we've got these synthetic derivatives on derivatives yet we don't have even traditional finance for something that should have existed 50 or 60 or 70 years ago so it more started with like identifying a problem and it was a personal problem being like, I want access and I don't have access. How do I get access? So it's super exciting. You've essentially made a new asset class and a $20 trillion asset class available to a regular retail investor. Exactly. Yep. And the nice thing is they are sitting side by side with the institutional owners and sponsors. It's literally pro rata peer pursue. So it doesn't get any more equal than that. Mm -hmm. The headwinds that, that, that you faced, so you, you're, you're putting this idea together and then you go and you're talking to the financial services industry and the commercial real estate industry and FINRA and the SEC. Did some people, do they want to keep this out to protect access or and or do some say, no, let's, let's let more in to bring more capital in? So I, I wouldn't say that we've been excluded to keep capital out. I would say in the early days, there were the people who said it could never be done, which actually was a motivating factor and being like, it absolutely can be. And we have the structure and we know it is possible. Um, so there's a very short list of those people that I still keep. Um, to say. <laughs> so, uh, but no, the exciting thing is actually, we saw so much support in trying to make it come to fruition. And so that's actually really what was motivating is the ability to have access and sit down with the titans of industry who knew that this should be the case and should be coming and then having their support along the way. Nice. All right. So how did you find the first building? How did you pick the one that you picked? The first asset that we actually took public is not the first asset we started with. Okay. Um, so we went through talk about trials and tribulations. We had a real estate owner die on us that we were mm -hmm. taking public. We went through truly everything, um, going through test case after test case after test case. So if anything crazy could have happened, it definitely did. Um, but the assets that we're dealing with are core, core plus, stabilized, cash flowing. So we take a de-risk profile, right? We're bringing a brand new asset class to the market. And so our biggest belief was trying to de-risk as much as possible, just so nothing goes completely sideways. Um, and that's been our approach and continues to be where it's like we're dealing with cash flow, low turnover, 
low refinancing risk at this point in time, it was really de-risk, 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 because for everything else that's out there that could be a problem, we didn't want the assets themselves to be the issues. Got it. So not only dealing with these huge entities, you also dealt with uh, life expectancy and somebody actually died. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, no. And he was a good friend, sadly. Um, I'm obviously sorry to hear that. So, all right. So the 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 deal that is now publicly traded, walk us through like how how did you figure out how to value it and then how many shares to issue and how to price? Okay. So valuation is like traditional underwriting like you would do in an IPO or if you're buying a building outright where you have market comps, you have the leases and the rent rolls and the net operating income. And in this case, right, we were dealing with Wells Fargo as an anchor tenant and then two medical nursing offices above it. Uh, It was pretty straightforward, right? We get third-party appraisals, third-party reports. We're also partnered with Moody's and Reese for third-party data uh, alongside RCA, um, alongside our other partnerships with NASDAQ and a whole bunch of other institutions as well. So the underwriting process is actually pretty simple and straightforward where you're underwriting to what could it be sold in the public market at any point in time to if there was an outright sale. Um, and at the same time, pricing it in where it's a good investment on the other side from our perspective and it's saleable in the public markets. So all of that sort of came into account. We price all of our IPOs right around $250 a share actually for liquidity purposes, where if the stock price set was ever to drop below $170 or $175, you can't have a lit order book, which means it's an open order book. It shows bids and asks not in just lots of 100, which is a full lot, but it'll show like the 25 share, the five share. So it actually shows full liquidity and full depth of book at any point in time. And so going back to how many shares are in a single IPO, you take the total amount of equity that's being recapped it out, divided by that 250 number, and that's your price, that's your number of shares in any given IPO. Got it. Nice. Okay. So what is the experience of 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 a would-be investor now that they're traded on the secondary market. I go to my brokerage account. You go to your brokerage account, you pull up the ticker, you type buy, you place an order. It is then goes and sits right next to your Amazon, your Google, your Berkshire Hathaway, your Coca-Cola, it doesn't matter. Uh, so it's sitting right next to all your other stocks in your brokerage account. Because and it essentially is. It, it is a stock. No, it absolutely is a stock. Um, and that's how it's able to cross into every brokerage account is because these are actual real securities with ongoing reporting and like there are requirements on their part to make sure that they're healthy issuances and right. You're also under the auspice of the SEC and FINRA. So you have the U S government also helping you out and protecting you along the way. Nice. So each building is essentially its own company that has, has gone public and its shares are now trading on the secondary market. Correct. And it's a portion of the equity. We only take a portion of the equity public. So that's a part of the equity is still privately held. And then some of it is public. So, Got it. Yeah. Really fascinating. So your, your, your future is, is, is what? <sighs> to continue to build, build financial literacy, education, really 
bring the best product to market that we can to allow people to create their own diversified portfolios. And then after we dominate commercial real estate, we can bring liquidity to all the other liquid asset classes out there as well. Let's go. <laughs> it will never be boring. That I promise you, George, always. So as, as, as you look at um, the shares from, and, and the opportunity from, a, for, from an investor standpoint, do you consider this to be a play that's similar to other real estate plays? Is it a growth play? So each asset is, has its own individual profile, right? Given what the market is, some might be higher cash flow. Some might be you're betting on more appreciation. Um, I personally invest in every single deal and this is not investment advice. Like I personally believe in every single asset that we do. And it's actually funny. I have them both in my brokerage account here at Lex and also in my like IRA account, which is over at like TD Ameritrade and Vanguard and Fidelity. Um, so I sort of spread them out all over, but it's really, it, they all have different return profiles, different credit, credit ratings, and all of that is reflected in how the asset is priced, what the cash and cash returns are, and really what the fundamentals of each asset is. And I don't, you know, I probably should just be able to ask these questions um, or ask the right questions. What what has the volume been of, of, of trading? Much higher than expected, actually. Uh, so we've seen more trading volume than you would actually expect, right? Real estate is not a highly volatile asset. Also the ones we're dealing with are, right? You have locked in long-term leases and long-term debt. It's not like the market changes, but we're seeing active daily trading where, I mean, these assets will turn more than their entire float in a given year. Hmm. Um, yeah, much higher than expected. So I'm not one to judge and there's arbitrage always to be had in different markets but it is fascinating. Yeah. It's always interesting when you expect one thing and the opposite happens. Yeah. Definitely missed the mark. We thought less than 30% would ever turn in like a given year. Like we thought it would be lower and like at 20%, but we're seeing much higher numbers than to be expected. Got it. Interesting. Well, Drew, you teased it. People are ready for that difference making tip. What do you have for them? Well, first off, be friends with George. Second, and most importantly, is to really always grind and never give up and write. Take the feedback that you're getting as positive critiques, and they're not personal. And with that, you're able to expand, grow, learn, and really walk into every single meeting and walk away from every single meeting, like not feeling down and like hard on yourself, but really have the ability to take the reflections away and grow from them. And if you can do that and sort of enjoy what you're doing at any point in time, you will be successful. Like you can, in some respects, will it into existence because you are continuing to learn, grow and build. And with that mindset, you can really accomplish almost anything. Well, I think that, that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, be friends with George, number one, and grind will it into existence, keep learning, being able to take criticism, take input. Have you always been able to do that? I have three brothers. So yes. Um, and two of them are much older than me. So 
yeah, the dynamic has always been there since uh, it's right. Darwin survival of the fittest. Got it. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, Drew, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations on, on the success. I'm excited to, to see what's coming next. Um, how can people, where can people learn more about you? How can they engage and how can they invest with Lex? Yeah. So they can come and check us out at lexmarkets.com. Uh, go look at all of our social pages as well. So Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and also feel free to reach out directly to myself or any of the team members. Um, we're always happy to speak with you. And then also, if they want to just check it out, they can go to whatever brokerage account they have right now and also view it from the secondary market perspective and look up the tickers and purchase into wherever they're currently banking in addition. What is the ticker on the first one? Uh, so uh, the one, the New York asset is uh, TESLU, T-E-S-L-U, which stands for 286 Linux. And then each one is a PTP, which is a publicly traded partnership. And so it ends in the letter U. Got it. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Drew your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to lexmarkets.com. It's L-E-X markets.com. Check out everything that they're working on into your favorite brokerage account. Type in T-E-S-L-U and check it out. See if it's a good fit for what you're working on. And um, we'll see what's happening next. Thanks again, Drew. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.